Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fiction, the podcast that revolves around one central theme, stories and the people that tell them. We'll talk about movies, TV shows, video games, historical events and weird news headlines. There's really no topic we won't touch. But it doesn't stop there. If you've got a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Until then, it's story time. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as written by ChatGBT for the latest Netflix series set in Victorian England. Here is the theme song as written. Listen, dear brethren, as I doth recount the tale of four turtles, heroes of the High Count, Michelangelo, Donatello, Leonardo, they claim Victorian London as their valiant steams aflame. From the depths profound, they emerge anew, sewer transformed, and their bases as they endure. In sprawling city streets, they grace unveiled, fighting villainly, their honor never thus curtailed. Their manners refined, and with their attire refined, Michelangelo, embracing wit, but never confined, Donatello of intellect, within his guise, Leonardo poised command of the knightly prize, and thus thy Raphael, full of vim, vigor, and rage defined. Their foils tremble, in terror they quiver, ninjas supreme, agility they savor. Thou thine death, I tell you the tale of thine teenage mutant ninja turtles in Victorian England and London, thus their honor resound. Welcome everyone <laughs> to <laughs> stories true and <laughs> fictional. I am of course Chris Buck, one of your hosts. I am of course joined by AI enthusiast, lover of all AI art, J.A. Bryden. How are you going, sir? Oh my gosh. Uh, there's only just one tiny problem with that, Chris. What? You didn't do your research. Did you know that in England, <laughs> it wasn't called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It was called Hero Turtles, I know. I know. So I'm going, look, I loved it. Look, I would love to see the turtles in Victorian <laughs> England. If you're going to change their personalities, <coughs> Seth Rogen, <coughs> Seth, make them British. Like that that's better than what you gave us. Um oh, as, you know as long as Mikey is Cockney. Oh, look, Mikey would, would he would oh, have to bro. be oh, yeah, he, no, no, he'd say brother lot. You'd you'd hear the word brother lot. You know we're doing this right now. If it, it it's not it, it's not pizza, it'd have to be what, like tea, tea and crumpets? No, no, or... shepherd shepherd pie or something like that. Shepherd. No, get... no, I think it has to be almost tea. Fish, it has to be chips. like like a spot of tea. And then they would have to put like weird things in the tea to, to meet the cartoons like theme. Yes. Like, weird uh, flavored tea. Oh yes, of course, of course, of course. Um, but to answer your question, I'm doing well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I'm doing well. I'm actually gonna be on a podcast next week. Oh, like a it's a pretty uh, significant one. Interesting. Ooh. Tell us more about this significant. It's podcast. it's called, but it's it's like a it's like a podcast for children's literature. Um, it's fancy. It's called 
reading with a chance of tacos. Um, they've got quite a following, so that'll be interesting. Uh, so lots awesome. of lots of um, chamber self promotion, then for sure. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So I've I've been listening back to uh, the episode we did with technically a conversation, right? Just to brush up on my knowledge of emus and war. Yeah, I've been I've been listening to them a lot. They they've become um like up there in my list. They do a lot of conspiracy and horror, and I mean, yeah. like that's just basically that's your jam. Of, yeah. But um. Yeah, oh, that's awesome, man! I can't wait to can't wait to check it out. Excellent. And it sounds like the little baby bird is finally branching out into the into the the big wide world. We have to buy that Doctor Seuss book so we can cry as we read of oh, read oh, oh oh those play oh what is it what's that book called um that they all like every parents buy their book before they kick yeah. goes to college and balls their eyes out like oh the places that you'll yeah. go or something like yes, that like, that's <laughs> the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we must get we must get him this particular book mm-hmm. speaking of books biblical the the holy bible we have of course joined by a survivor of the the wicked curse of stigmata ryan d Haig. how you going sir i'm good i was almost i said to i said to steph next time you guys come over for D and D. I'm gonna like paint tomato sauce on my hands and say, "Look, Chris, my 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 sciatic is playing up again." I could not believe that last. <laughs> yeah, man, that was fucking hilarious. Um, again, I'm going good. I'm very good. It's in just... my defense, when you're briefly <laughs> looking at a message and you see the words in, it, it, hey, look, I mean, it's close enough. It's close it, enough. I'll give it to you. It's close enough. Would the bit of, would that be the craziest thing if you had some sort of like spot of like stigmata? Would that be would that be so it weird? Would, it would be because you know the fact that I don't uh, I don't want to offend people, but I, I'm I'm an atheist, so yes, that would be insanely <laughs> crazy um, if it happened to me. So yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would say so. But no, no, doing very well. As I said, I'm all drugged up for the podcast, so I'm happy to. Happy to talk tonight. Um, but yeah, going good, going good, enjoying enjoying and not enjoying some of quality media this week. Excellent, excellent. Mm. Now, speaking, of course, of quality media and also stigmata, we're of course brought to you by Rebecca Castle, the Rise of Dawn series, <laughs> available on all your favorite devices, mostly Amazon Kindle. The reason why I bring that up is because there are some people that she has fans who are devotional and follow and follow and you know follow mm-hmm. her works and and, and they call brownies and, and, brownie and they and they discuss those works. At what point does a book and a following become a religion? <laughs> I think it would depend on the book. If she it? told her um, brownies, if she if she said to them. I need you to turn up to my house and give me five dollars. Do you think they would? Um, do you think a, well, a, some would do? I possibly, but I think I think that the thing here that we've got to understand is it's got to be historical. Like, so she could start something now, bury it in a cave, and mm. then a, a thousand years later, someone will find it, and then it'll become a religion. Isn't that how it works? Yes, yeah, so, and you're right. So, so yeah, history does play a part into you know. Yeah. What 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 do you think? What, what did um Joe Rogan say? What's the difference between a, a cult and a religion? The guy the guy who created the religion is dead, and and, 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 <laughs> wow. and, so, like, <laughs> and I'm going, 
Okay, well, Rebecca, if you're ever interested in starting a cult, please email us at stories true to fiction at gmail.com and we will have some interesting ideas about how we could kickstart this. Now, I'm not saying we 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 build a cult of AI around this particular thing, but I think it's I think it's a good idea. No, the to... last the last thing you want is is you know AI will become self aware and that'll probably be a problem. Um... Again, this is uh, uh, Jamie. I know that you like fighting against AI. It is inevitable. You can't like we've let the we've we've opened up. Yeah, we've opened Pandora's box. We've we've rubbed the lamp. We've let it all out of the. Fu- it's we, AI very soon, Jamie. AI will be used in video games, and they'll make the most realistic NPCs you'll ever like. Like the and 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 they'll talk to, like you'll be like so invested in like certain like. The, 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 the main plot will be going hey you want to come do the main plot and the, and, and it's like no like 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 you know mr thomas lot you know and her wheelbarrow needs needs to be fixed and i mean and you spend like and you'll spend like 40 hours just like helping this one small village to, to become prosperous then then they'll name you like mayor and you'll rise up and become governor and to eventually you know create your entire society of monarchies in this one little tiny village this is the that's, future jamie that that's a little different though because with video games there's always been an element of ai they've always been building to AI. Even in Lord of the Rings, remember when they made Lord of the Rings and yep, they, yep. they made the the uh, CGI orcs a little too um, switched on because they realized they were losing and they started turning around and running away. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain to me? Yes. Your hate for AI art. Because I, I post many a photos of, of excellent, no. excellent AI art. No. No, you, you 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 post photos of like random hot blondes, which I'm convinced you just you've walked outside of your your office building and went, "Hey, smile," and you're like, "See AI," and you're just trying to test us to see what you know. No, no, Amila Sophia is an AI. She's actually, she's, no, she actually is an AI model. Um, that's that's the one I mostly post because it's like, yeah, because like some some of them you can tell it's fake, but some of them you're looking going like. It's getting beyond. It's like it's getting pretty close. Look, there was this there was this meme that I I uh, clip that I posted, and I sent it to our our good friend Jamie Johnson because he feels the same about AI art. And it was Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park doing the big the big speech, going like, "You saw what other people had done. You took it for yourself, and now you're slapping it and you're putting it on a plastic lunchbox and you're selling it and you're trying to sell it. Your scientist, you scientists have have you know." We're too busy preoccupied, pre- you know, with, well, I forget the line, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. And we have absolutely, again, we have, well, that, that ship has fucking sailed. We are yeah. so, yeah. again, now, even, even there, there, there's a saying going around in the business world where AI is not going to replace humans. But humans who use AI will replace humans who don't use AI. And this is and this is so basically. Remember a uh, hundred years ago, Jamie, if you were saying I'm a carpenter, that was a that was a fine skilled profession. You were a master craftsman. Right now, if you say I'm a carpenter, people can go like, but I can buy an IKEA furniture thing for like. A one one tenth the cost of what you're asking for. Now there will always be people like you, Jamie, who want artists drawn, hand drawn by a master craftsman. 
but there will also be people who want the IKEA of art, who who, who <laughs> are happy to, to. So this is the same thing. Yeah, I know. However, if someone were to come to you, Chris, and go, "Okay, I've got this kitchen. You need a new kitchen. Here's a lovely IKEA kitchen," and you're like, "Yes, I'll get it." And then five years after that, you'll be like. Why is this thing peeling off? Why is these screws coming loose? Why is this bad? If you went to the the carpenter, as you'd put it, oh, what? I've had this kitchen for 25 years and it hasn't done, and it, it's good quality and it has stayed and it is good. Whilst the, whilst that works for the example, for art, it doesn't really work because it's just, it's a picture. Like it doesn't, it's not going to change it, one way or the other. Yes, it will. Because you'll look at that and go, geez, that, that's, there's no, you won't find it hanging in an art gallery. Have you seen what's in art galleries? We don't have good art these days. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, in, in my head, there is no bananas nailed to a wall. There's there's no weird toilet. Yeah, but you're, you're devoid of what is actually no. inside of an art gallery. I choose to believe <laughs> that art galleries are, oh la la, must be, oh no, someone's stolen that Monet. You know? There's like five galleries in the world with that. Half of it's yeah. one of the galleries is because the British stole everything and then they brought it into one uh, uh, convenient uh, Chris, location. Chris? No, they didn't. What What did you say? Is it stealing or is it claiming um, the spoils of war? It's conquest. conquest. Spoils of war, <laughs> actually. Yeah, you're right. It is, it is spoils of war conquest. So, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're right. You're right. I've been, I've been listening to too many people complain about the British Museum and saying, <laughs> well, you know, spoils of war. Um, you know, you're not... How about you win a war once in a while and then you won't lose your shit? Oh, no. That's going to get us in trouble. To, feel free to chime in whenever you want, right? <laughs> no, look, I'm not, I'm not fussy either way. You know I mean? Just, as long as the content's good, I don't care if someone, Joe Blow wrote it or, you know, Joe Blow AI wrote it. Give me Just give me good stories and good... I'm happy. I don't really... So, like, so I'm, do not, mean... I'm not invested. Now... <laughs> now, just... Before, actually, no. I'll save this. No, no. I want to. I want to do this now because it's important. Okay. You you're saying we need people. We need soul. Soul. Here's something I just typed into Chat GPT ten seconds ago. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and One Piece crossover. Shells and swords. <laughs> this action-packed animation brings together the two iconic franchises. The story begins when a mysterious rift in time opens up, connecting the connecting the worlds of New York City and the Grand Line. I, I could continue on, but I think you get the point. Which movie would you rather have seen? That one. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just convinced that, that that Seth Rogen just sat down and typed chat into ChatGPT. No, because yeah. ChatGPT was look, good. But haven't, you, haven't you seen the Babylon B video about ChatGPT? And it's just a dude in a room and he's typing really fast. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like <laughs> and they ask, they're asking him controversial things. He's like, I'm not allowed to say that. I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> well, look, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what uh, Seth Rogen's Ninja Turtles movie did for me. It was the first actual campaign that convinced me that drugs are bad. Because someone, because honestly, someone who does as much drugs as Seth Rogen wrote that piece of shit, then I'm never touching drugs. Not that I ever have, but I'm, I'm never, ever, ever, ever touching drugs. <laughs> Well, there you go. And maybe, and maybe that was his plan. And maybe. maybe that was his plan. Now, before we get too into that, because I have a lot to say about that, I've you know mm. spreadsheets and the root line timeline. Charlie, Charlie Day, Charlie Day, uh, um, 
connection conspiracy. Yes. But before we get too crazy, for the first time in a long time, we've had someone send something in. Oh, interesting. Um, Porn, clearly tasteful. Well, if you like going to shops that where, where you take your old items that you haven't needed before and trade them in, and they give you, you know, maybe fifty cents for for what it's actually worth. If that's, ah, the, if that's the porn you mean, uh, then yeah, sure. tasteful porn. Mm, yes, I have a trust fund. Oh, um, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> if if you remember Ryan, way back when we started this thing years before Chris came on board, we did a few episodes on uh practical jokes pranking we did yes yes so someone's gone back and obviously listened to some of our older stuff why um let's what what tell me when you discover a new podcast what do you do do you just listen i i I listen to the i listen to the first episode then i i try and work out when it starts to get good and then i (laughs) fast forward to that section well that's that's what happened this is what happened so thank you sarah that's the name. Ooh. A lady. Uh for sending, sending yeah, she sent us this link, something something new. Now the headline is Man spent fifty years tricking his entire town into believing Bigfoot lived there. <laughs> so interesting. Go basically, on. Basically, basically. Okay, so one man in Alabama, US spent fifty years tricking his entire town of Brantley into believing Bigfoot lived there. He cuts, uh, this is him quoting, I cut some big old feet and bolted some shoes to them (laughs) and walked around by the river making tracks and he even made claw marks on the trees. And then so everyone kind of just, you know, it's a good old-fashioned prank. You know what? Before you even said, before you even said Alabama, before you even said (laughs) Alabama, I knew the story was going to come out of Alabama. Because <laughs> yeah. as as all UFO sightings and stuff like that, uh, aside from the ones in the news at the moment, um, generally comes from the redneck part of uh, yeah. America. Um, but I still, I still, that's a long time to convince people of. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let, yeah, let, me, let me let me let me propose an alternate version of this story that I think is okay. more accurate because it actually is Bigfoot. <laughs> no. There was a man. I don't know his name. You know, this this scenario we're going to call him Jamie, and you know, just just because I, I I'm I, I'm not creative, I'm going to call his last name Haig. Jamie Haig, a hunter down in down down in Alabama, after watching his beloved Crimson Tide football team lose to Texas, he went on a bit of a soul searching walk throughout the forest. There he saw it, a biggest buck he'd ever seen in his life. So he takes out his long rifle which is legal to carry because, you know, it's America. <laughs> and he takes, it takes aim and shoots. But all of a sudden, he hears the sound of thud. He's like, I've got me a big one, eh? So he walks over, then what does he see? Bigfoot holding a bullet wound on his chest, blood streaming out. Then what's next to him? A little foot crying, oh. fear with, with great pains. And then... All of a sudden, there's a thud and a shudder within the forest. In those magical movie scenes, we see the crows fly out of the trees. The elk king knows Bigfoot's dead. It is time to invade the human lands with the one guardian. 
of the humanity dead, Bigfoot, it is time for them to take their rightful place using their wicked druid powers. Jamie, now racked with guilt and remorse, realizes that he must convince people that Bigfoot is still out there. So to, to prevent apocalypse. This is the true story of, of this of this of this article. Um and 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 and, and you know what? I I, 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 I I ask you now to find one fault in this in, in, in with this version. Well it, it kind of works with, with the rest of the article, but the dude's name was actually Eugene Hendrick. Cool, that's even better. Because <laughs> Eugene Hendrick Who's now pretending? Who pretended to be Bigfoot for fifty years to save the world, and now, and now the now the Elk King knows, and we are all doomed. Yeah. Well, it it turns out that the town loved, like, just bought it so much that the local tavern, I guess you could call it, or it would be called a pub here, um, made made their own hamburger called the Sasquatch Burger. And even though even though Eugene came clean, um. The whole town still believes there's a Bigfoot there. <laughs> yes, he came forward and committed, admitted to himself that he was the Batman, but people believe the Batman is still out there. Well, thank you, Sarah, for that. Well, thank you, Sarah, for, for regaling us with the media-sensitive uh, version of the, of the true and amazing story about a man and his path to redemption who's now raising Littlefoot as his own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brilliant. That just reminds me, I just sent him to the land before time. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what's so fucked up about that movie? A lot. Yes, um, it's like, hey, children's movie. Look at them loving pa- dad, dad, dad. Yeah. All the parents are dead. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, that's not like, yeah, jeez, like. But look, they did another eighteen movies after that. So they did, yeah. No, because he went and moved in with, again. He moved in with his grandparents, which is fine. I'm not. I'm but the, not, I'm not, but I'm the not. question is, does it end the same way as dinosaurs, the sitcom dinosaurs, with a meteorite? I don't. I, <laughs> I, I severely doubt that. All I remember about the Land Before Time is I. I think I watched the first two, you know, and then used to go to Col- I used to go to Coles or Woolies, and you'd see them in the, you know, the they would have like the the bottom of the bottom DVDs and videos. Yeah. Yeah. Like land before time 27 or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. You remember the Maccas? Uh, yeah. Was, was it Maccas or was it KFC? It was one of the two. I remember having, yeah. I think I, you know, that was a good way to get parents to spend money. Because I was like, I just want all of them. Now, I now did you, that with all the Batman ones. Yeah. Now, you, now you see them sitting on the back of tow bars. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just sitting there. Yeah. So there you go. All right, what do you say we get really angry before we get really happy? All right, let's do it. <laughs> so, sex it is then. <laughs> wow. Um, cue the music. Wow. Oh, well, I mean, you guys aren't my first choice for the three-way, but you know what? <laughs> we'll we'll make it work. Okay. okay. All right, Jamie, <laughs> why don't you... Now, 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 full, full, you know what? Let me come clean. Okay. I had every intention of watching this film, then spending another one hour and a half on this podcast. Defending it? Defending it, of its <laughs> virtues, and then using my 
oratory and debating skills make you start to doubt whether you were wrong. And, you know, maybe he wasn't so bad. But Jesus H. Christ. Like, oh, my. I have never watched a movie in 1.5 speed before just to get it, just to get, just to put myself out of the fucking misery. All right. Jamie, I'll hand that ball to you. No, I, like you, was, uh, I was. I just wanted to find one thing that I liked about Mutant Mayhem. Just, just one thing. Just one thing. You got the. You know. You're like, okay. Some of the casting's pretty decent. Like before I saw the film. You know. Um, <laughs> I thought maybe maybe the animation's decent. Like you know. What uh... what discount Spider Verse? Like this is. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's exactly what I said to Jamie when we did our last Ronan podcast. <laughs> But man, before before the uh, the mutant mayhem thing came up on the screen, even before then, I was like, "What am I doing? Uh, what am I doing? A waste of of like." You hear the casting of Baxter Stockman, right? Moff, the Moff Gideon actor. What's his name? Um, you know that actor guy. <laughs> The thing is that you would know him. He's got the hair and the eyes and a bit of a nose and the mouth there and he's... It's all held together with a... Like a face. Oh, uh, Jeff, uh, G- G- uh, yeah. yeah, him. Yeah, him, yes. Um, yeah. He would make the perfect Baxter Stockman. Yes. If he was Baxter Stockman. Yes. <laughs> because... Everything of oh, everything oh, I just <clears throat> that that that's my uh that's my ah oh, I just and look Jackie Chan no April no look I just, what did we say when we were recording our last episode Ryan we weren't trying not to talk about mutant mayhem too much and it was just going to be us going no for an hour that that's that's yeah. But basically, look, we, we had the episode where I said everything about watching the trailer that I didn't like. The voices were wrong. Uh, the turtles had no personality. Oh, Quite... Look, they had a personality. It just was a shit one. Like, like, no, but like, like Chris, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Could you have swapped all the dialogue around to in, in different turtles and would it make a difference? Honestly, like, because I started, because as I was watching it, I was like going, screw this, Baldur's Gate, and started playing all the balls at the same time. Um, <laughs> I actually had to go back and watch certain scenes again just to actually yeah. like get the like because normally you know it it like normally a movie hits you like water it stays with you it, it soaks into your skin yeah I, I I must be some kind of like water that like I must be like varnished like the motherfucker because that thing hit me and like washed straight off I was thinking what the, the hell did I watch to your point you could have changed like honestly. During the movie, they could have started swapping bandanas and just just base and like and you would and and look, this is why you don't get uh, and maybe and maybe it's a controversial thought and opinion. This is why when you hire when you get people to play children in TV shows, movies, everything, you generally hire thirty four year old actors. Because they are taking their matured voice and they're bringing it down with the pitch, but then they still yeah. bring personality into it. They yeah. hired a bunch of like, like prepubescent teens with this voice, 
And yeah. it, and it, it, like, I'm sorry. This is this is why Bart Simpson's played by like a 50 year old woman because you need, yeah. you yeah. need that because that brings the experience <laughs> into the voice. Because to your point, all teenagers sound generally the same, and picking one to love from the other was really yeah. difficult. Yeah, um, yeah. Like it's like it's. This is the first TMNT movie they've gotten the voices wrong. Like they have a set set style of voice that we're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, like Chris again, I, I don't want to set you off too much, but how how would you feel, right? Okay, <laughs> if if Luke Skywalker, right? I know Return <laughs> of the Jedi was already already pivoted. Let's just say End of Force Awakens, you're not heartbroken yet, mm-hmm. and you have that magic scene where he lifts the hood off, right? And then suddenly Luke Skywalker's like, "Howdy, y'all! I'm here for some lightsaber dueling." Okay, like, like... all right, all right, okay. <laughs> One exception, <laughs> if it's Matthew McConaughey, who then turns around and then hey goes, guys. all right, all right. <laughs> Again, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I'm on board with that film. I am I am on, like, honestly, there can't Actually, be any worse than what they've done. I'm on board with that. And, and it can't be any worse than, than Mutant Mayhem. But look, my, one of my biggest, biggest gripes was the waste of villains. Mm. Like, you have all these, like, essentially, it's just like, hey, look, hey, look, hey, look, hey, look, hey, look. And did Paul Rudd say like three lines in the whole movie? You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's yeah, yeah. And and since when are Bebop can Bebop and Rocksteady friends with the turtles? Like it's yeah. you know it's just probably... like big waste. They they took the arc of Baxter Stockman getting turned into a fly, and instead going no no he worked on an experiment with a fly, and that fly is now the villain. It was just. It was just not turtles. Now, Ryan, what are your what are your? We've heard Jamie's thoughts. Ryan, what are your thoughts on this one? I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> I said the same thing as what you said. I said it's a complete, it's a Woolworths version of across the spider, uh, the spider verse um, animation. I didn't care for it. Um, I didn't care for any of the voice actors for the turtles. Donatello sounded like he was 10. Um, and and the te- I get you want to go Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But as I said to Jamie the other day on our other podcast, 17 is still a teenager. Yes. Why can you? And Michelangelo was a complete and utter disgrace. There was no, like, if you'd never seen any ninja, if you, if you were in a coma for 30 years, you'd never heard <laughs> anything of the Ninja Turtles. You, you could have watched that and gone, oh, yeah, there's, there's four of the same turtles. There, there was no hint of... That wasn't only Michelangelo that I've seen in any of the cartoon movies mm-hmm. or any iterations. The, the biggest thing for me is, um, and I mentioned this to, to Jamie, and Jamie's mentioned it before, was, was also Leatherhead. Um, he was a mutated alligator from Louisiana, correct? Am I correct? Jamie? Yeah, that's 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 the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So they turned him into a crocodile from Australia, uh, who emphasised the. You know how we hate it when you get Americans playing, and this was actually an Australian playing an Australian, but an American playing an Australian accent, where they they make us sound like complete and utter bogans, um, mm-hmm. times ten, and that's what Rose Byrne did. And I have lost respect for her because mm-hmm. I don't care what the paycheck is. That was, I think, all every she had about four lines in the whole movie, 
And it was like, oh, I've got your mate, or no worries, mate. Or like, it was just complete and utter. I, I don't have a single good thing to say about that movie. They were hyping up, oh, we're going to bring back the Go Nin- the Ninja Rap, and it was in there for about 0.2 of a second mm-hmm. when someone someone got thrown into a car and the music went on for like literally not even 10 seconds of that music. Um, I pretty much lost, and it's really hard for me because I'm a massive Ice Cube fan. And even though I think the only character that I actually sort of would have kind of said, look, I, he was done okay with Superfly. Um, but I lost respect for every single actor in that movie. And even more respect for Seth Rogen, and he should yeah. not touch any... Did you have any, respect he, he should, he for should, Seth Rogen? No, he, but as I said to Jamie the other day, I like Seth Rogen in his stoner comedies, and that's what he should stick to. Because for me, I, they make me laugh, and, and I, I enjoy them. He should not be doing anything else. He should not be writing. He should not be directing. He should not be producing. He should not be doing anything. He did that horrible Green Hornet movie uh, as his foray into superhero movies. Uh, he should not be doing anything like this. And honestly, he should just keep just write originals. Don't touch anything that means a lot of a lot to a lot of people. Because frankly, um, I watched that movie at home. I will happily admit that I watched it because. I don't want them to get any money from me at all because of <laughs> how it was. And it got to the stage where I was I was sitting in my computer room watching it, and the only uh, I watched it in 4K because that was its only saving grace for me. <laughs> I thought at least I can watch it in good quality. And there was one stage where I was just sitting here like this, and I know you viewers at home can't see, but basically I'm looking bored out of my brain with my my hand on my face. Where Steph came in and go, oh, I thought you were asleep. I said, no, I'm not asleep. <laughs> No, no, I'm watching the turtles. <laughs> and and she and she's like, why don't you just turn it off and tell the boys that you watched it? And I said, well, I've got 30 minutes to go, and I will go on record saying that this was the hardest thing that I've ever had to do in the 120 <laughs> plus episodes we have done of yeah. this show. And the the best thing about that movie was when it was finished, it went straight in the trash bin, and I deleted it and never to be seen again. Mm-hmm. And this will be the first total movie that I ne- that I never buy. Oh, I I will never buy it. I will never Jimmy, watch it if again. You I will never do anything. This, I would question your manhood. I would question mm-hmm. your your. You know, I would probably call a mental hospital and just basically say. I like, I bought Dark Phoenix on Blu-ray. Well, you okay? well yeah I'm yeah. Not, just I'm not to... spending a single cent on this movie. Mm-hmm. And if I. I, just... I yeah, sorry, Jamie. If, if I could just keep, say this for the record, Chris, and, and this is the only time I'm going to say this, so record it and have it as a soundbite. All right, ready. Suddenly, Megan Fox isn't the worst April. Oh, yes, motherfuckers! <laughs> well, well, well. If it isn't the old, yeah. she's not the worst actor uh, in the entire... Actually, you know what? There, there is something that I can say good, good about this film. Now that I think about it, it has inspired me to return to my making my trilogy. I'm going to write the three screenplays. I'm going to perfect them, and then I'm going to send them because the way that the copyright laws work in Australia, it's pretty much copyright as soon as I write it down, so it'll be fine. I'm going to send it into the turtle fandom and see how well received it is. No, 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 Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. I've got one better idea. 
What? You write them. Yes. We then go to mid-journey. We then use AI to make comics, no. and then we distribute them. No, no, because I, d- I don't want it to be comics, because my, my, my thing is it has to be either an animated film or a live-action film. No, 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 but this is just this is just to get people excited and interested. Rather yeah, than reading a script, if they see the pictures... It's but there's better. that many TMNT... Uh, dude, I obviously would get concept art done. Yes, by mid-journey. Maybe we'll discuss that. But, <laughs> but either way, I'm I am writing a series of films, and they're going to be fantastic because I know what people want. Because it's true. Because because look, a lot of people on the internet have been saying, "Oh, this is the greatest turtle movie ever. It's amazing." But the thing is, the thing is, I noticed that if you click on their post on the emoji responses, mm-hmm. they tell a different story. For the majority aren't just post that they're going i'm too polite to post anything about this movie so i'm not going to say anything but when someone says it's good the responses say otherwise well put it put it this way i watch a lot of horror movies right mm. which means i watch a lot of shit movies <laughs> because everyone knows if you're a horror if you're a true horror fan you know mm. you've got to watch about 15 bad ones to find a gem yeah Okay. This is the worst movie I have seen in the last ten years. <laughs> yes, 100%. I if I was in the cinema, I would no well no, you know what? I wouldn't go to the cinema. I don't even care. Like Jamie, you I know you went to the cinema, you didn't pay for it, but I feel bad. I think Seth Rogan should reimburse your petrol money yeah. for driving to <laughs> Yeah. Um and look, honestly, that was the longest hour and a half of I my know, life. Right? Yeah. And I only had one Vasily ad. I know that was even worse. Because I, hey, I, I, I would have liked to have sitting through an hour and a half of Michael Vasily ads on repeat to watch me. Hundred percent. All right. To bring this into a lighter note, uh, do you want to hear my my ranking? I've ranked all the turtle movies. Yep. Yep. Can I guess what comes in last? Yeah. Go. Go for it. Mutant fucking mayhem. <laughs> Hundred percent, ding, 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 ding. It is the worst turtle movie ever made. I know everyone used to say, "Oh, number three is," uh, but no, no, because I've watched them all recently. Now, the reason I ha- I could have hated Mutant Mayhem more than I did, I mean, maybe because I watched, you know, Team NT versus Batman before I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, <laughs> that uh, would would it have helped at all, Chris? To be honest, to be honest, no. Yeah, coming in at nine is Michael Bay's first 2014 TMNT film. Um, then at number eight is the Rise of the TMNT movie. So that's this series. Um, the movie that was like came out last year or the year before, didn't it? Yeah, that was uh, good. I enjoyed it, that. It, it was good. Yeah, it was. Still, I didn't like the designs or the voices that all that much. But I mean, as as um, someone who I never watched any of that show, and I went yeah. into the movie, and it was still enjoyable. Oh, you know, it was, it was well written. Yeah, it was well written. And then, um, then it's TMNT three, the Turtles in Time movie, um, which is still probably my child, one of my childhood favorites. To be honest, it was a it was a good script. It's just. Puppets weren't as the costumes weren't as. Uh, but also, you got to remember this was like in the nineties, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm willing to give them a bit of a leeway on that. Yeah. Okay, coming at number six is out of out of the shadows, which is the second Bay film. 
Yep. And only reason is because they did Bebop and Rocksteady so well. Yep, yep, yep. They, yep. they, they, they really did. I really loved that. Like that—that that was my favorite part of that movie. Yeah, was Bebop and Rocksteady was absolutely like just how I pictured it. Remember from the cartoon. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. And look, and look, look. Say what you will. I absolutely love Will Arnett in those movies. Oh, definitely. He to- absolutely. Uh, what was it? He was Vic. Vic wasn't it? Vic, um, uh, I forget yeah. his last name. Ver- Vernon. Was- Vernon. So from, Vernon, from, that's right. from from the eighties cut, and he's like, "Hey, bro, ah. like that's that's yeah, amazing." I really, he, he was he was solid. And Will Arnett, I mean, you can't he, you can't go wrong if you cast him in something like this. So yeah, yeah, oh, I'm with you there, brother. And then and then one of one of the movies I know Chris loves, Turtles Forever, mm. where it love combi- it. It combined. I think it came out in two thousand and nine. Maybe it was it was the end of the two thousand three series. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I'm not up to that yet. So, so okay, it's, cool, it's basically basically turtle verse, and they and okay. Shredder wants to destroy the turtles, and he goes back to the sort basically the source material, um, and t- takes on the Mirage comic turtles. And they are and they are awesome because they as they're fighting that they they're, they're like um narrating them they're narrating their fight they're like. As they punch them in the ground and they hear the crunch of their bones and they cr- yeah. and they're, they're, they're like yeah. hardcore gritty. It's, it's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. This is why you are. You should. You should let Peter Laird be in charge. I'm just saying. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Then coming in number four is Secret of the Ooze. So that's the second one of the '90s. Yep. Um, where they went super kid friendly because all the parents complained they're too violent. All right, we're going to start using utensils as weapons. Oh yeah, that's right because they complained <laughs> about the weapons usage. Yeah, and like they, so they couldn't. And use that, gave us, that gave us that gave Tokai Razor. Tokai Razor, yeah. yeah. And Super Shredder played by Kevin Nash, the the reptile. Yes. Oh, was, that, was that that second one? Yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I believe Shredder in the second one was played by. Oh, he's. I know the actor. He was in Ghost of Tsushima as the archery trained dude. The dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. He was also the in in Lost as the the guy that you know the when they they looked at the video that mm-hmm. of the old footage. It's him going, "I'm a scientist." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's all I remember. Um, but coming at number three, one of my all time favorites, the 2007 film called TMNT. That comes in at number three for you. Um, okay. Yeah, number three. And this is, I look, you, I thought it was much higher, but then I recently, yeah. I, I watched them all. Because TMNT versus Batman yeah. is, fen- is phenomenal. Like, I forgot how good that film was. Didn't I, didn't I bring you, didn't I make you watch that? No, no, I, I knew about it already. I think I made yeah. you watch it. No, I made you watch it. No, because I remember buying you all the toys before you even what you. Because I think you. No, 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 no. You bought me the toys after. No, well, but no. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty me. sure. Okay. No, I do. I do remember watching it at your birthday one year. So up at your place, Jamie. Yes, I made you watch it, Chris. Right. And then, and you were like fantastic in your Chris, Chris voice. Oh <laughs> yeah, look, the, the comic is great, and it's, it's a really good adaptation. We all know DC animated universe is one of the best. Yeah. Oh, DC so, DC I, could animate solidly. They just can't do yeah. live action for shit. Yeah. So that, yeah. that was and, a, look, that... and look, this is the film that I point people to because a lot a lot of people I understand they want dark, gritty TMNT because most of the people that grew up with it are adults now and they're going, Can we see our Ninja Turtles do yeah. some damage? And that film, there's decapitations and there is 
blood and it's it's fantastic and shredder fighting flipping batman was amazing you know uh yeah the voices were great yep i know we didn't get kevin oh. conroy we, we didn't get kevin conroy but we got the guy that's so close to kevin conroy um i think it's uh i'll have to look it up i think it's joe dimaggio or something like that but yeah, yeah. He, he you i couldn't tell i'm a massive kevin conroy fan and i could barely tell the difference yeah um but yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Look, yeah. honestly, that movie—you've uh, literally made me want to go and watch it after yeah. this again because I keep forgetting how good it is. And um, I don't know if you heard, but we are getting number two next year. The movie. Yep. Oh. It's, it's, three, it's three, three iterations of the comic series. Um, yep. they have confirmed right. that yes, we are getting number two in uh the end of twenty twenty four. Yes, awesome. But anyway, coming at number one is the the classic nineties film. I just it has it has to be number one mm-hmm. first film. Mm-hmm. Even though there's a bazillion mistakes in it, you had you had the heart of Jim Henson bringing it to life, and you just can't pass that. Yeah, yep. and then he didn't want to do another one because of the violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll never forget the I'll never forget the um you know the I think it was a Donatello and Michelangelo when they laughed so hard you could actually see the actor's face inside yeah, the mask. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That was, that was Do- Donatello's. Donatello, um, yeah. Donatello, yeah, he goes, it's a Kodak moment, and his head goes yeah. back, and he's like, oh, man, creepy. Um, but, it, but yeah, I think, I think everyone, uh, everyone around our age kind of considers, it's, it's like, I remember <laughs> seeing it at the movies, and I remember having the green video, the VHS, like, yeah. it, and I, I still holds a, and it, you know what, I watched it recently, it still holds up as a good film. Yeah. There's just one problem, uh, a heads up, that if you watch the updated version, and they've got the widescreen, when they filmed it, they didn't account for widescreen. So there's there's at least one scene where there's a cameraman hiding behind a table, <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> like, like big red hat. You know, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. And yes, so look, if I if if my film gets off the ground, uh, it will be practical. It will be a combination of CGI and practical effects. Um, and just going back, uh, Jamie, to what you were saying about uh, Batman vs Superman, it was Troy Baker who was um, Batman. Batman vs uh, Turtles, yeah. Oh, um, Joel in The Last of Us. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah, Troy Baker was uh, Joe DiMaggio with Mr. Freeze. But yeah, that's yeah. why because it's it, like they've got a very similar voice. He just sounds like a younger yeah. Kevin Conroy in my book. Yeah. So yeah. So there you go. There we go. But but yeah, my, I agree. That's, that's yeah. my. Uh, look, I think the silver lining with Mutant Mayhem is that it hasn't done too well. It, it hasn't done too well at the. Um, yes, that. But it hasn't done too well at the box office. I think, I, think I, I think they were arrogant to consider putting a post credit scene in there, to be honest with you. I because, think the, the, every movie does that now. They used to I, because like... I, I didn't stick around for it. I had to tell <laughs> Jamie about the post credit scene in our last episode because he didn't even know there was one. I, until um, you told me just then, nor did I. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's it basically it's just um, uh, that ultra, ultra Utron chick saying, um, we've got another plan, get me the Shredder. And then you see Shredder's outline um overlooking the bay and that's it you see it's dangerous to set something when you have written shit the first time so you yeah, can't yeah. lead into you can't lead into yep. now the one bad thing one bad one? thing no no bad thing <laughs> because of because whilst the movie might have sucked i was at the toy store the other day Oh, the mm. toys will sell, yeah. And I looked at the toys, and honestly, if I did not know how shit the movie was, I'd be like, 
They're fail like as like if you look at the Star Wars toys, they are the worst fucking quality toys you've ever seen. Like they are just they just absolute dog shit. Mm-hmm. They're no, they're, but these ones are looking at going like okay, like not bad. My son Luke picked it up because he wanted the big turtle card. He picked it up and was like, oh, I was like, no, no, put 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 that, that, that goes back down because we, we don't support, 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 <laughs> we <do not> support <laughs> this film. Yeah. He was very disappointed, by the way, because you know. But, but that's the problem. I think the toys might do well, and then, then yeah. they might make another one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, box office wise, seventy million dollar budget, and it's only made one hundred and sixty. Mm, interesting. Don't, don't, yeah, don't they have to triple their money to? They must triple it. Yep. And it's it's but it's on digital in America already. Yeah. Now, well, did it, didn't it come out here digital before it was even in the cinemas out here, technically? Yeah, pretty much. They, they, they've close to doubled it. So at least they might be a little loss at a break-even point, but then the merchandise sales might... That's might, the problem. It might, yeah. kick, it might kick it into a profitable margin for them, which is... Yeah. Uh, it's not good. That now, just before fun. we move on to the good thing, Jamie, I did have one question to... I was talking to an old friend of mine from school and I was trying to remember, and unfortunately I don't listen to our episodes again. <laughs> it's just easier for me to ask you. What was the name of that um was a PS3 game you were talking about that was really, yeah, really good? Out of the Shadows. Out of the Shadow, thank you. I just need to I mean I know he won't listen to the podcast, but he asked Hands me because I'm Turtles games. Hands down, best turtle game ever made. Out of the Shadow. So the same name as the second movie. Yeah. Which is not they, based they, they on stole. Yeah. yeah, no, because it came, okay. that that game came out before. Because um, I know, I know there was one called um, Mutants in Manhattan, but I wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, that, was, that was based off the IDW, and that was really bad. Okay, okay cool. It was awesome. pretty bad. It was because it was it was rushed out the door. Like it was just like yeah, game. Okay, well, look, if there's any chance, Eric, you're listening. There's your answer. I'll make but a soundbite for it. Eric, it's spelled out of the shadows. I don't even know now, if it's available anymore. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm not sure, but I mean, he's like me. He um lives on the high seas, so yep. um I I currently have a lot of PS3 games on my mm-hmm. laptop that I'm playing at the oh, moment. Okay. So, yeah. Okay, Jimmy, no, 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 let me tell you. Let me tell you another. Uh, let, me, let me let me lead into the story. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a man named Ryan Bryden. <laughs> wow. And, okay. And, and Ryan Bryden loved. Let's just say hmm, skateboards and skating. Mm. One day, oh, Ryan, sounds like me. I only have one. one day, Ryan Ryan meets this this amazing this girl, and, he, and he, he's a huge fan of hers. And then, and then he worries that you know, maybe 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 she's not into skating. And then she finds out that you know, she's not so into skating, and he gets disappointed and he gets saddened. And then he goes to the library and sits down because she was the, she was a perfect ten, but she wasn't a skater, and that was his big thing. And he sits down at the table, and then he sees the, the this librarian across from him, about his age, wearing glasses, frumpy jumper, big cardigan, and he goes, "Okay, whatever." And then she sees the skateboard and goes, "Oh, you skate? I'm about to head out. Want to join me?" He looks up, he looks at her, and goes, "I don't know, but you know why not?" She takes off her she uh, she lets down her hair and takes off her glasses, revealing her swarthy <laughs> Latina appearance, taking so, off a thrumpy jumper to reveal her skater outfit with a body that doesn't quit in the, and then 
they go, oh my god, this is perfect. We're talking you, about Michael. the One Piece live action <laughs> adaptation. Was that story brought to you by Michael Bay? <laughs> it was! <laughs> you get the references! I watched the trailer and I was like, oh no. Oh no, my okay, let me just let me just let me just um put this away. I listen on my own free time, the Binx's crew, uh Binx's um song, uh the pirate crew song, just because I love I could because that because that, that that like the, that song is, is amazing. Um if you ever want to listen to an amazing pirate shanty written by an anime which is which is so good and it has the right to be as good as it is. So I'm a One Piece fan and un- unabashedly. And when I saw that trailer, I was like, oh no. Oh fuck. Oh shit. Bad. Everything's gonna be then you know what? And then I didn't watch it. And then we said we'd watch it on the podcast. Do I remember saying <laughs> that? I said, so you know what? I was like, fine. I'll turn it on. And then my wife said she watched the episode, she liked it. And I was like, oh no, even oh shoot, that's like the bad. It's even worse. But then she gave up and didn't like it. It's like, oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. And so I sat down and I couldn't get up from what and (laughs) there were so many amazing and then what really was this what really drove home the nail for me was when IGN gave it a six out of ten saying it was too close to the source material. I was like, Well, well, you're just asking, aren't you, with that little cardigan aren't you you're asking me to take you out (laughs) skating aren't you and it was and i enjoyed the ride now i have been jokingly saying to jamie he should watch one piece and because to watch all 1000 1090 episodes of one piece and like he's never gonna do it but jamie let's 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 go with a actually let's go with a ride who is an anime fan but but he's obviously not not as big as say me but he does does enjoy the good good anime what were your thoughts on this adaptation um, look, I've, I have watched a couple of episodes of the the anime. Um, not obviously not all of them like yourself, but I got I like oh I like pirate stuff. So um, you know, but it had been a while. Um, I, I again watched the trailer and I thought, is this going to be one of those shows where everything good's in the trailer? Um, and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, mm. It is for someone like, and Jamie will probably go into this. It is so easy to follow. It is you don't because that's the problem with anime. Sometimes there can be like it can be so complicated and and you can be so daunting with the backstory and and things like Naruto and and Demon Slayer and stuff like that, where there's so many episodes that you can you think I'm going to get lost in this. There's no point. Um, I absolutely. I absolutely loved it. I, I haven't finished it yet, but not for a lack of trying. Um, and I too, like you, Chris, were a bit worried about uh, Luffy because he, there's no nice way to put this. He is a dumb shit. Like he's, he's the bravest man you will ever meet. Uh, one but of the, the dumbest. Charismatic, but the dumbest. And I found myself in every episode that I've watched so far, there's always been one or two moments where I've gone, oh, Luffy. he's just he's like making progress and 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 everything and then all of a sudden he's like he's in a room of like around marines and stuff and he's like i am going to be the pirate king and then you're like (laughs) oh god Um, (laughs) that that, that, i think they've captured his essence quite well um 
my favorite thing of the whole my favorite character is Zora for sure. Um, I just oh, yeah. love the actor they've got to play him. He's like literally shows no emotion until later on at all, which is exactly what you want from a pirate hunter. Yeah. Um, and 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 an expert swordsman. Um, but he like my 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 favorite thing is that they have the ability to bring in the anime qualities like the demon fruit and what it does to you without actually making you think this is just ridiculous. Mm. You know what I mean? Like like in a world where we're oversaturated with superhero stuff, and I never thought I'd hear myself say those words, but we are oversaturated with Marvel and DC. Um, it, it gave you that super, sort of power's essence, but I mean, I, I look, I've got not enough, not 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 enough good things to say about this. One of my favorite things was the the throwback to to Buggy at the end uh, of episode two, where you know when they cut him up and put him in the boxes, and then you've just got the head on the shoes, which is like pretty mm-hmm. much shot for shot from the anime as well. Yeah. Um, yep. And no, oh, just every episode. I'm up to episode five, and every every episode has just made me want to watch more. The funny more thing more. about Bucky. Um, the buggy is in the anime. He's a bit funny. He's a bit silly. In yep. the in the the show, he's straight up nightmare fuel. Yeah. <laughs> like <it's> just... <laughs> yeah. And you see, you see when uh, in the in the encounter that um, him and Luffy had in 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 episode two. And I'm not. We're not going to full spoilers, but in in when when you know when he he they're they're fighting and he literally punches his head off, and, and Luffy's just like. <laughs> and, then, and then and the lady that captured his head, the head just rolls over, and he's like. Oh wow, that was a bit of, and then you know he explains obviously his powers and and what you know by eating the demon fruit as well. But I I just think the the way that they they give they give each villain that we've seen so far or each pirate I should say um, their own arc and they don't take away from it and they focus on on like on a particular section for each episode. And I'm really really enjoying. I, I look as soon as this podcast is over, I'm getting back to watch it again. But- um, on that, the good thing they did, I really love what they did, where they bring, they bring up the bounty poster when they when they bring on the character. Yes, yes. And because you don't know, like, the currency is called berries, and so, like, obviously, you don't really, but what you could recognize is high number, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. High, yeah. high number exactly. means, like, like mother, that, that's a bad, that's a badass motherfucker. Low number yeah. meaning... Eh, like it's, it's a simple system. And I love the animations that they do when the you know when the wanted poster comes up. You know, especially for Buggy, he's like slices it. Oh, not slices it, like he chopped it. And then when the you know the black cat pirates and they just like I, I absolutely love the way that they do that. And uh, you know, certain things like when they're in, I think it was episode three when Zoro sees a poster for Buggy and he just like picks it off the wall and he's like, we could have made some money out of this. Exactly. <laughs> you know, he's like, we could have, there was a bounty, oh damn it. But I, I just, I think it's, it's, and I'm, I'm loving Kobe's story as well. Um, You know, obviously I was looking at some articles online where they were comparing the first episode of One Piece to uh, the anime to the, you know, the, the cartoon with the, with the, with the friendship between Luffy and, and Kobe. Mm. And um, I think that was, you know, I think you're seeing parts of it where he he always wants to be a marine, but he's obviously I don't you know I don't know what happens because I haven't watched the anime like you, but I don't think I think he he wants to sort of help Luffy out as much as he can. Yeah, yeah, but he's like it's it's an interesting thing with him being a marine. And it's and and the one thing I like they haven't gone into it much yet. Yeah, 
but they've hinted at it. And and this this is this is why I wanted Jamie to watch One Piece so much because One Piece is very anti-government. It is very yes. like it is very we should be free to do what like to, to, to live our dreams and and set our hearts on our missions and sail away. And then you have the Marines, and then you have the government going like, well, no, 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 just a minute now. <laughs> and so this is what we're going, Jamie. This show is this is for you. and then you know. But speaking of that, Jamie. Jamie, what did you think of this show that I've talked about the anime for so long, but now you've actually watched the live action? What did you feel about watching this? What did I feel? Yeah. Well, look, I, I, I think, um, I think that it, it, it spends too much time trying to re- recreate the source material. <laughs> uh, so... Thank you, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, look, I, I, it may have been because it's the first thing I watched since Mutant Mayhem. Uh, but I just, I just, it was refreshing having decent stories with no real thing shoved in your face. Nope. Yeah. It's like, here's good writing. Uh, here's great characters, especially the pirate dude, the Mihawk or whatever his name is, uh, the, the greatest swordsman. Yep. Yeah. Oh, uh, you've seen the episode with him? No, I haven't, but I know who he is. Yeah. 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 You don't know. He, he's done like, mwah. he is just, yeah. he's, he's, he's he, just. You know, he brings out his little sword. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. You know, it's like, you know, like, you're nothing. Uh, yeah. uh, you know. You don't I, hunt I, rabbits with a, <laughs> yeah. hunt a rabbit with yeah. a, with a, yeah. Uh, <laughs> with a uh, cannon. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, by far, is like my favorite mm. of the, of the pirates. Um, yep, the no warlords. Luffy. The, uh, yeah, uh... and look, if, if anything, uh, and look, yeah, it was eight episodes, but it didn't feel rushed. It it didn't feel rushed. It was just like perfectly paced. You had enough backstory on each of the characters, and it had one heck of a of a finale. And, the and, and fin- I think I think that's why. And 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 then I oh, sorry I forgot to mention this. And, and when you're talking about the backstory, Jamie, is I love how they kept the anime, you know, flashbacks. You know, yeah. because that's what anime is so famous for. And even as someone like yourself, Jamie, that doesn't really watch anime, you know. That is, it's all about the flashbacks when you yeah. know you're coming into it, and and I think I I love the one with um Doro and I can't remember the girl's name, but his friend, where they they were you know dueling and and the the, the really important lesson was like she beat him and she's like yeah but you're gonna get bigger you're gonna get stronger and I'm not yeah and he's yeah. like well you will because we're gonna keep fighting every day and we're gonna keep training and yeah you know what I mean and then obviously what happens happens but. A lot of and and I really love the Luffy backstory as well, you know, with him and Shanks and and the crew and 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 all of that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like I think they do a really good storytelling um, way with the flashbacks melding into the current time uh, without sort of making it too over the top. I think it gives it just enough so we can learn who these people are. Yep. But not have to spend 50 or 60 episodes like they do on the anime of getting them together. <laughs> the East Blue Saga at 60-something uh, episodes. And yeah, you did it in eight, eight. And, and look, they had to cut some things. They had to change some... They had to move some things around. Which, But having said that, and I'll and I'll be the... You know, I'm, I'm one of the weird, controversial One Piece fans where I, I actually say the East Blue Saga is probably 50 episodes too long because I want, like, that it takes that long to get the crew together which is insane so i do like that they've condensed those that 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 timeline a little bit um jamie what did you what, what, what were your thoughts on um 
you know, um, the world of One Piece, and also just you know, the the you know, how, like, what did you think? What did you make of the effects and the, and the of of the, of the Rubber Man? As it, as, oh, no, he, he was fantastic. He was fantastic. Um, look, I think I need to see more of the world. To, to be honest, um. But that that's what's exciting about this because the, the East Blue Saga, which is what this is, it's about. Um, this is them actually setting out on the voyage. Yeah, and it's actually to get to the Grand Line, where the Grand Line is where you, where you know, and they didn't say this now, but and and they probably won't. Um, and not to spoil it for Ryan, but you'll you'll sort of see that the what Jamie's favorite character does in the anime mentions to that these 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 pirates are going hey. Yeah, your big shots in the East Blue, the weakest of all the seas. This is where the <laughs> this is the this is like this yeah. is the calm, pathetic people. Once you get to the Grand Line, like you're gonna be met with the you're gonna be met with the real the real yeah. dogs, the real deals. It's like it's, yeah. it's, 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 you sort of get the hint of that, but it's actually much worse. For, it's, you, re, you realize it's actually much 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 worse. Like um, with that, but it's like okay, it's actually like way like okay these like these kids have no idea what the hell they're gonna get themselves <laughs> yeah. into um, um how long does it in the just curious in the anime itself how long do they are they at the the grand line yet in the anime or oh you yeah, know east blue saga is getting to the grand line yeah and then the thousand episodes is them in the grand line as they're trying to sail around the grand line that's oh, the whole okay. that's like to find to find the one piece basically yeah um they and at about about seven episodes 600 is where they make it to halfway they make it to the halfway <laughs> point of the grand line where they make it to this place called the new world and the new world is actually and, and, and it's, the, it's the whole thing like going hey you thought the, that the first part of the grand line was tough the new world is where the where all the where all the fucking bad people live wow. this is where this is the this is the, <laughs> the tough this is the like this is the tough this is where all the tough people live now and you go like oh shit and they're, then, basically, they're basically traveling around, getting XP, leveling up. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, Jamie. They are leveling up now. People, people like, and I've heard, and I've heard this people say, people say this before. They're going, "Oh, if devil fruits are so powerful, why doesn't everyone just eat them?" One, they're extremely rare. Now, in the anime, you see tons of people with devil fruit powers, but that's because you're on the Grand Line. You're basically where all they like. That's where that's where they're all flocking to, to show how strong they are. But most yeah. people in their lives will never see one. But also, you don't know what power is in the fruit until you eat it. And yeah, this, yeah. Is the, this is the best part about a devil fruit is like, there is actually a fruit called the human human fruit, which makes you human. Now, imagine <laughs> if you as a, as a person ate the devil fruit of the human human fruit. Congratulations, you're slightly smarter for the cost of you can't being able to swim. Is that really <laughs> worth the trade? Yeah. But... Then there are some other powers like you know um, the rubber man, like the rubber man fruit, the chop chop fruit, which are good ones. But there are some more insane ones which they like. They haven't really gone into the, the power types yet. But there's obviously there's like the Zoan, Logia, and um, Paramecia. So Luffy is what they call a Paramecia fruit, which basically sort of catch all like some kind of power to your body. Um, Zoan is more common. It's a transformation, so people could turn into like tigers, or they could transform into like you know elephants and things. And then there's like mythical zoans where they can transform into dinosaurs and that those are the like those are the badass people mm -hmm. and then there's the then there's the ones who have logia fruit who can turn into an element so they can turn their entire body into fire to ice to water to wind they are the they are the and that's the most powerful fruit type so, so they haven't oh, gone into they? that they haven't gone into that in great depth but i think i think they're probably you know that like 
when you're cutting out some episodes, you can't go into full exposition mode for an anime. <laughs> so, but um, one thing I I I, I love there, and I'm so glad they didn't cut it out. Was in an anime, you always call out your finishing move. Yeah. Always, <laughs> yeah. and and they even make a joke of that, like. I think Luffy says in one of the early yep. early all great fighters call out call their out finishing the finishing moves. Yeah, gum gum rocket. <laughs> yeah, gum gum rocket. Now, gum gum how, gum gum how, battle axe. Gum gum. Because um, I've never yeah. seen the anime, but how close gum. how close is Luffy to the to the character? Like, how is it like? Mwah, yeah, or... it is. Mwah. It is just like, honestly, he is so perfect that I I'm like and. It is so shockingly good how he, like, it's just close. Like, now, some people have said, some dumb people have said, like, oh, they should have got an Asian actor. Incorrect. In the world of One Piece, there's actually a kingdom called Wano, which is basically Japan. He is mm-hmm. not from Wano. He's from an area, and once you sort of understand, which is a little bit similar to sort of, like, South America-ish area. So, like, he's actually fine. He's, like, he actually, he's perfect for, like, where he's sort of born in in the world as well, so it's a perfect casting on on that front. But he's but there are some things that you can't do in the anime because of like budget. Like yeah. Luffy eats meat to the point where he eats entire like cows sitting like in, in a single bite. Like he just like fully just like <laughs> yeah. like like Aww, consume, like, like yeah. yeah yeah. You can't do that. But he's constantly talking. The anime the characters are constantly talking about food and like when you mentioned food, yeah. like he goes like oh oh yeah no. Forget all the things that are important. We must eat, and like, yeah. and so that, that, that is, it is so. And the scene that is perfect, which I don't want to spoil for Ryan, but Jamie, you know the scene we're talking about, which is the I will just say the "of course I will" scene, was yeah. was shot for shot from the manga, shot from shot from the anime. It 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 encapsulated exactly who he is mm-hmm. perfectly. Luffy is has this innate ability to just trust when like like he doesn't trust everyone, but when he when he knows like he has the instinct to say when you're like this is a good person, I'm gonna trust them. And that is just yeah. who he is, and that's 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 a great what's a great about him. And that, that moment was when like it all comes together is perfect. I think that was that was that that was the scene that like I, I was already on board, but when they did that scene, yeah. I was like going like <laughs> oh this this and then yeah. Slight spoiler, not but not really, because it's, it's such a throwaway. There is another <laughs> scene where another character that that I won't say calls out his finishing move, and then turns to Zoro and goes, "All great fighters call out their finishing yeah. move," and then Zoro goes, "You're, You're gonna, gonna fit in right. just fine here." <laughs> it was just like this, like yeah. yes, because yeah. in the anime they all call out their special moves. Even Zoro does eventually call out calling out his special moves too. Mm-hmm. So like and like like it, it in the in the anime he actually he starts calling out his special moves initially, which is always fine. But I would like I think that I think it's gonna be great to see this arc where eventually, because of the influence of Luffy, yeah. we're gonna see Zoro start calling out his because in the in the anime he calls out like he has like you know two sword style slash two sword style thing three sword style things and then he also got he's also got a, a special move he's called like um zero sword style where he just punches someone it's really like, like <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's like yeah. but but I can just see the you just sort of see what they're setting up which is basically that Luffy's influence is gonna mean that he's gonna also start calling yeah. out his finishing moves 
Um, I, I do have a question for you, Chris. Yep. Um, there is a scene in one of the earlier episodes. Actually, I think it's episode four, mm. where Luffy. Yeah, obviously everyone's talking about the One Piece. You know, uh, you know, everyone wants to. They've got the map. They want to go to the Grand Line to, okay, yep. to get the One Piece. Now, there is a scene, and I'm correct me if I'm wrong. Luffy says that he, by finding the demon fruit, he found something already that was better or worth more than the One Piece. Is that actually true? It says it, it's sort of squishing together a whole bunch of sort of stories and plots, but basically the one, the Devil Fruit, basically gave oh, him the Devil the, Fruit. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah. The Devil Fruit gave him the ability that he, the abilities that he needs to achieve his dream. So he's he like again you see you see you saw Luffy, and you see Luffy um, in that in those early things. He's a scrawny little kid. There is no chance of a scr- that kind of kid surviving out in the Grand Line. The yeah. Devil Fruit basically gave him that power, and you know it, it, it it's and it's just it, 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 so it's, I think it's I think they're just pushing a few things together there to sort of make it sort of fit. But I think it, it still it still sort of works that you know he accidentally. Basically, in, in the anime, he accidentally eats the fruit. In the in the show, he accidentally well, he just goes, "Oh, what's this?" and eats it because yeah. Luffy likes food. And so then, there's, so then there's, it's that mm-hmm. concept of like, "I like food. Gonna eat. Gonna eat. You know, gonna eat. Gonna eat this this weird tasting fruit, uh, which 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 I love." Mm-hmm. And that's what. And it's funny when um the guys when the um uh Shang said, "Hey, don't like to his crew said, hey, don't lose that box. That's worth more than like everything else." Yeah, yeah. a devil fruit goes for about when you find a devil fruit on the market it go in the world it goes for about 300 million berries to buy a devil fruit oh, wow. like so like yeah that way he's like just stuffed 300 million <laughs> berries into his face and like ate, ate a fruit mm-hmm. what did you guys what did you guys make of shanks because i was concerned initially when when i saw the with the, the, the bad dye job of the hair but i actually really i thought he did played it perfectly what do you guys think of shanks yeah, I, I thought he, I, you know, I, not knowing much from the the anime, I thought it was, you know, kind of, it was kind of like a mentor slash father figure mm-hmm. to Luffy, and I think I think it fitted very well. And you know, obviously, you see the the I love the the episode where he gave Luffy the straw hat, and yes. he's like, you know, you can give me this back, but not until you've achieved your dream. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was like that. That's such a hero's journey moment there. Yep. Um, you know, it's essentially like giving a, a boy a sword and go, you know, give it back to me when when you've accomplished your mission. I thought I thought that was quite well done. Um, so yeah, I thought it was I thought it was quite good. Jamie, from a non-anime yeah. fan thing, what would you feel? Well, I just you know, good character. I mean, I you know, I didn't really focus on him as much as the others, but mm. um, I can't say much without spoilers. But um, it's, let's it's... just say I love full circles. Yep. And and the and the great the great thing about and this is this is I'm going to say this because I don't think they're going to get this far into the anime like because that I don't think they're going to get to 500 errors from to, like yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah but there's a scene later like so Shanks when you first meet Shanks in the show and in the book of the manga and yeah he, he is exactly this he's he's this, like goofy pirate and like he doesn't pick fights he's like oh yeah oh no yeah but then when you when you go to the Grand Line and you find out about who Shanks is. And what kind of like and you know about his crew, it is a different story. There is a war in one of the in the, in a scene where there's two sides fighting, the Marines and the pirates, and it's a huge battle. And they see on the horizon the ship turn one ship turn up, and the ship has a skull with a red with red hair, 
on it. And the ship pulls up and he gets off with seven people. Only about seven of his crew get off. And they walk up and say, this war is over or we're going to start fighting in this war. And everyone, Marines and pirates go, yeah, yeah, no, cool. No, war's over. All right. Yeah, good, good war. Good war. And they, and they all go home. That is the kind of man Shanks is. And they don't show it yet, but they didn't show it. They didn't show what he was like that in, in that earlier stage. And, and Luffy had, has no idea of who Shanks is, which is even better. Like, mm. it, it's a, it's that typical anime thing. It's like going, well, that small low-town farmer gave me great advice. What? He's this legendary, like, <laughs> he's this legendary. And it's, 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 a, it's a tropey thing. But you know what? I'm so sick of people, <laughs> Ryan L. Johnson, trying to change things that just fucking work sometimes they're, so, they're like they're, they work for a reason this is so what you're saying it was perfectly fine and and wonderful that when in our last D session we we're in this town of poor little people that couldn't do anything and ryan asks the villager how do you beat a, a lynching <laughs> <laughs> and then the villager's like well <laughs> exactly exactly and, and, and you know what now jamie Watching this anime can finally understand how dangerous butlers are, particularly yeah, I, if they, it, particularly when they adjust their glasses or wear gloves. You know that butlers mean business. Yeah, well, yeah. I know that now, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's really funny. Like that, like that is such a used thing in anime. Like the butler, like the like the the death dealing butler. But it's so good. I still, I still, I still love a good, and and it's cheesy. But they still made him adjust his glasses. It's just yeah. like it's just it's. Well, sometimes yeah, you, you need that. You need that because it's like going, yes, you're a butler. You're powerful. All powerful butlers adjust their glasses. If it if, oh, it, if it don't broke, don't fix it. Okay? Exactly. And yes, today I was so thrilled when they announced the season two. Mm-hmm. Yes, I saw that today. That was amazing. And, and what I what I saw, they've got planned. Like the writers say, hey, we've got twelve seasons worth of material. I'm like, if it's going to be as good as season one, bring it on. I, I, and here's the thing: Do I want them to increase the budget? Yes. But do I want? Uh, but then, like, if they increase the budget, that also increases the 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 pressure on the show. So, so I'm kind of like going, uh, like, because some of the things coming up in the next arc are like, they're going to have to cut out probably an entire section of mm. the next arc. It won't affect the story too much because they can tr- they can rearrange it and change it a little bit, but it's but um that's fine. Um, what what did you guys like? One character that I hate and I still to this day, to this absolute day, hate this character with all can my soul and being. Yeah, who we guess? Is it the is it um Ax Axan's son? No, 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 no. Okay. From from the, from the I hate him. I oh, yeah, hate yeah. him so from the crew, the, the one from the okay. guy from the crew, the one guy I just absolutely hate is Usopp, the cowardly, the the the, the, the slingshot oh, pirate. Yeah. And, and and I get and I get what Oda's trying to do with that character because he even said Usopp is what a normal person would be like in this world of like gods and titans. Yeah, yeah. this is just what a not like like he is at the peak of human strength. But compared to his like fellow pirates, yeah. he yeah. is nothing. And so I, I get that concept. So he's, but he's Hawkeye in the Avengers. Basically, he's Hawkeye <laughs> yeah. in the Avengers. 
but I, I I like some of the changes that they've made with him. They made him a little bit more funny because in the anime he is annoying as shit, and I'm so glad he's later <laughs> on replaced by Sniper King, which yeah, inside reference. Um, but one of the things I do love that they didn't do in the anime that, that, that sorry the show that I would have loved is he didn't say his famous line is like when your when your back is turned that's when I'm the most dangerous. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> he shoots people in the back all the time. That's his special move. If yeah. he shoots him in the back, but again, I, I I understand why they didn't want to make him seem like a complete dipshit. But like it, I love that about him in the whole in the anime. He's like his whole thing is basically lies. His whole thing is shooting people in the back. His whole thing is like pretending he's dead, faking his injuries, and then like or actually or being injured. But then he realizes that the enemy turns around and goes, "Ha ha!" Because you've turned around. That's now I'm now I now I'm strong. Yeah. It's uh, and so <laughs> I understand why they probably didn't go want to go with that route because like yeah, you're just poor poor guy like i mean the poor... they did they did hint at it they hinted oh. at it enough like yeah. that he's a coward and I, and 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 it sounds insane but yes in the anime he also then constantly saying pirates are coming constantly and so they kept that they kept that yeah. perfectly the boy the boy who cried wolf the boy who cried wolf it's per- it, 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 again i am so impressed with this show when hot toys just announced that they are making a luffy action hot toys action figure the three hundred dollar fully articulated one. And yeah, I'm looking at that one, going like, hmm. Mm, go on, sound, <laughs> no, like, sound like, investment, sound investment. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like, like, Hot Toys are very specific with what they make. So the fact that they saw this and went, yep, no, nah, yep. toys, toys, just, toys, just, toys. <laughs> just make sure you get it from uh Big Bad Toy Store, Chris. Mm-hmm. Oh, Big Bad Toy trying Toy to get sponsorship. Trying to get. <laughs> Because and I realized I was talking to someone at work today, like because my latest order they just emailed me so because they do a loot box thing. So if nothing's in, if you've ordered a few things, I'll send it all at the same time. Yep. So you save on shipping, sort of, sort of yep, thing. Yep. Um. So my orders fulfilled. That's all coming. But it's so much cheaper, and it's because we figured it out because Australia get taxed so much mm. that it's always going to be expensive. What's this? What's this? What's this store called, Jimmy? It's called Big Bad Toy Store, and it's at least, uh, I'd say on average fifty bucks cheaper. Oh, okay. After after shipping, after shipping, yeah, it's like ridiculously cheap. Like like I was saying, like I I got uh, the Necker Splinter. It comes, I think it's Splinter, and it comes with four baby turtles. That was going to be a hundred and. 30 bucks here in Australia, and I got it from them for 37 US dollars. Oh, they have anime figures. Yeah. <gasps> oh, it's, 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 it's on cheaper. Their, on their front of their website. Oh. They have the agent, the anime Asian Venom action figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're oh. got, they've got everything. And they've got an awesome Batman movie collection thing, which I'm, you know, once I start working again, I'm going to pull the trigger on. So wow. big bad top boys, uh, big bad toy store. If you're listening, and you want to sponsor us, <laughs> we're, gargoyles. We're... Yes, oh. that's where I got my gargoyle stuff from, Chris. Oh, like oh, okay. I just like cheap. Like... It's cheap. Just remember, it's US dollars, but it will translate to Australia, and it's it's just so much. Aquaman cheaper. in the Lost Kingdom. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Uh, oh, DC, you try so hard. <laughs> uh, and so for the next half hour, it'll be Chris. This will be Chris browsing Big Bad, 
toy store and going, mm, interesting. Oh, very cheap. And yeah. Um, and, and so finally, like, um, I mentioned, I mentioned the song earlier on, which is the Binx's crew song. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I know that, that the showrunner watches the show, like, you normally, like, like, normally the showrunners will be like, oh, yeah, no, no, I totally watched the show. Like, or at least he, I mean, he might not watch it, but he at least employs people who who watch the show. And then like, tell them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the pirate bar with Shanks, there's a piano song playing in the background. And it it, it, and it is the Binx's crew. It is the it is the, the the unofficial um theme song of like uh, of One Piece of like uh and it's such a subtle hints that people who don't know watch the show go oh it's a nice piano song people who know are in tears singing along you know, gather yeah. up all the crew it's time to ship out of Binks's crew the seas will blow to who knows ways will be our guide yo ho yo ho anyway not to go on into a giant pirate it's it's, it's a, a lot, great song fancy and the fact that it's just like subtly playing in the background you just go like yes yeah. this 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 again I have been burnt before Netflix. <laughs> Altered Carbon Season 2. Witcher mm. Season 2. I have been hurt. Hey, hey, Witcher Season 2 wasn't bad. It, no, that's what they, 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 they that's something they just had watch really me, deviating. Watch, I'm sorry, mate. Watch together. Season 3 and then get back to me, all right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been, Netflix has hurt me before. But. Oda is involved in the creation of the show, and apparently, of this thing, and apparently, a lot of decisions still must go to him in terms of like his final like mm-hmm. approvals and things. And even he said he didn't like some of the changes, but he had yet to accept them because like the number of episodes they're doing. And so yeah. it sounds like he's very, very heavily involved. And he mm-hmm. even said, I think before the show came out, he said this show will not ship without my approval. So as long as he keeps his hand very clearly yeah. like <laughs> on the project i have great faith in it and it's so not to go like to one, one final thing <laughs> the, the fact that they did not remove that the, the birds deliver the newspapers yeah the fact that they don't remove that the snails are the telephones i was just about to say that what did you think of it and, and like because they're in the anime and and i love it in the anime like when you call them they go bit 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 and then like when they pick up and talk you see the snail talking with the same voice as the person on the yeah. phone so it's like so they, and so that's that's how they communicate because they, they're putting the sound and the snail then comes out with the sound yeah but that is a nightmare fuel thing when you see it in real life this say the snail with the teeth it's like, like oh my god like, it's so <laughs> great but i love that they kept it because it's perfect and the and the megaphone yep yep <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there's one anime character who in the anime wears cat ears for no apparent reason and has whiskers for no apparent reason. <laughs> and you know what? If the anime, did, if the TV shows decided to change that, I'd have been like, okay. But no, he is wearing his cat ears. And the cat fact ears? that that one of the one of the major pirate characters, they did not change the fact that he wears a dog hat. And he, <laughs> and, and I'm going. Yes, do not change. That, that's do, what you gotta do. That, do that's not change the fact that I wear a dog hat and I'm one of the strongest people alive with my now, dog hat. <laughs> now, before this turns into part one, part two of Chris just geeking out on, on my face, 
I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what do you call it? Inside joke or 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 spoiler reference without spoiler reference. I'm gonna put my foot on on a on a what do you call it? On a barrel and say, I'm J.A. Brighton, and my dream is to make a billion dollar TMNT movie. Oh yes. Yes. Chris, uh, put your foot on the drum. Oh. I'm Chris Park. And I will save Star Wars. Are you catching the theme here, Ryan? Yes, I am. I put my hand on the barrel. I mean, it's got to be a foot. It's got to be a foot. (laughs) I put my foot on the the barrel and say, I, Ryan Hay, will dethrone the tribal chief and become the World Wrestling Entertainment Champion. Yes! Yes! Oh, perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you uh want to reach out, the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Please send and us a story. We will read it out. Sarah reaching out. That was yes. lovely. Um if you want to jump on as a spo- uh, sponsor <coughs> big big bad big bad toy store. <laughs> sponsor, sponsor. Um buymeacoffee.com slash s-t-t-a-t-f link in the show notes reach out to us on instagram stories underscore podcast but for now it's my final thought this message goes out to all of you golfers next time you're out make sure you bring an extra sock in case you get a hole in one thank you very much wow and we'll we'll catch you next time (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I will kill you.